the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This week on Reigning in Life Through Faith. Now there are some things that are in the wheel that we can see that is for us. It's been willed to us. Although it's been willed to us, you still have to take hold of it. Thank you for tuning in to the Reigning in Life Through Faith broadcast. Let's join Dr. Mills as he begins part nine of Rewards of Kingdom Citizenship. We're going to talk about the rewards, uh, rewards rather, of kingdom citizenship. We've been talking about that for some time. And I want to, uh, I want to, I want to talk about. I want to just bring it to our attention. Keep this in mind at all times, um, because what you say out of your mouth is going to determine the the kind of future you have, the kind of life that you live. Amen. Depending on what you say out of your mouth. Now, um, the one thing that we want we want to always remind ourselves concerning those things that God has blessed us with is it, we can find it in Galatians the third chapter, where we understand that the purpose for Jesus coming. Is so that man could get back in a position to where God could bless him. Amen. And, um, the, you know, the whole reason for the first five books of the Bible is so that God could bless the people of God. Uh, they were in a dire situation there where God couldn't bless them. And so he set up this whole deal, you know, with uh, with the law and the rituals that went along with that, you know, the sacrifices and all that kind of thing, so that they could get back in a position where God could legally bless them. Because as long as you're doing something outside of what God wants you to do and not, you're outside of the commands and, and the statutes of God, you can't be blessed by God. Amen. So God set up a way that so that he could legally bless uh, all of creation and, and not be outside of his own word. Amen. Amen. So in the third chapter of Galatians, we'll begin ver- ver- at verse three, 13, rather. Chapter 3, verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us. Now, uh, when it says curse of the law, we can we can say this: Christ has redeemed us from the curse that comes upon anybody outside of the Word of God. You're outside of the Word of God, you're under a curse. And so, Christ came to redeem us or to bring us back to a position of where God could bless you. You can come out from under that curse and be blessed. 
So it says now, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I want to, I want to turn to um, Isaiah 51, 2, chapter 51 and verse 2. The blessing of Abraham. And the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham, we're going to look at the blessing of Abraham. But I want to, I want to talk about a few things for, so before we get off into that, because we could easily read Galatians, the third chapter there, and believe that just because it's said there, we automatically are blessed. We just automatically blessed. He said that so that the blessing might come upon us. I want to just look at Isaiah 51. verse 2 for a minute. He says, look to Abraham, your father, to Sarah, who, uh, who bore you, for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. So, so not only does God want the, the blessing of Abraham on us, but he also wants the increase that Abraham received upon us as well. Are you with me? Okay, the only the only uh, challenge with all of this is that the blessing of Abraham does not come automatically. And you can read Galatians and you can think that it's just an automatic situation. It's going to come automatically. The blessing doesn't come automatically. You're going to have to take hold of the blessing. Amen. 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 You, you, have to, you have to receive what God provides for you as an inheritance. Anybody who understands anything about a will know that the people who, are in, who have been given anything in a will have to go and get whatever it is that, they, that has been given to them. Well, the New Testament is the will of God. The New Testament is the will of God. Now, there are some things that are in the will that we can see that is for us. It's been willed to us. Amen. And so, although it's been willed to us, you still have to take hold of it. Amen. Amen. Now, now, uh, the word of God lets us know that Jesus died and he came back and he watches over to make sure that what was willed to you, you can, you can get it, that there is no interference, but you have to accept it. Amen. 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 And we're going to look at what we're going to look at today is how we do that. Amen. 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 Because a lot of people just, you know, we've come to church and we, and we've said, man, uh, all these things have been given to us. We just think, we just said, kind of set back, you understand, just wait for it to come. And, and that's not the way that it, that it happens. Amen. Are you with me? Yes, All right. So, if you're, if, you're, uh, if you're in the kingdom and you're a citizen, a citizen must take hold of what has been provided for us. Look at Philippians, the third chapter, verses 12, and we'll look at verse 14. Philippians 12, let's look at verse 14 as well. Glory to God. I think, you know, if, if, if when you first come into the body of Christ and you understand this, man, you, 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 your whole thinking changes and you will begin to do the things that are necessary so that you can take hold of the things that God has already uh, provided for you. Amen. 
Are you with me? All right. Now, verse, verse 12, uh, the apostle Paul is talking, and watch what he says. Watch his language. He says now, he said, not that I have already attained. Not that I have already attained. Or I am already perfect. Or already complete. Perfect means complete. I'm not complete. So if, if he says, if I, I haven't already attained, haven't already, I'm not complete. That means that, that uh, I need to do some things in order for that to happen. Are you with me? And so he says here, he says, not that I've already attained or am already perfect or complete, but I press. See, the pressing is to get what's, what's yours. Come on, y'all. Can you understand what I'm saying? You know, if, if the blessing of Abraham, Jesus died to give it to us, then I'm going to have to press to get it. Are you with me? Well, we'll find out how to press. He says, I press toward what? I press on that I may lay hold. That means to take. Yes. Amen. That I may lay hold. That means to take. That means to receive. Are you with me? That I, I might take hold of or lay hold on that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Now, I think I want to look at a couple other other um, translations so that you can see and uh, let's see what verse are we in we've read verse what verse is that 12 we're in 12 right now in the NLT version it says, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. The, that means if I got to possess it, I don't have it yet, right? right? The living Bible says this, but I keep working toward that day when I will finally be all that Christ saved me for and wants me to be. I'm pressing toward that. Uh, it was one that it was one that I had that gives. Now, I don't, I don't know whether I, because I, I, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'll give you this one. Contemporary English version. Contemporary English version says, but Christ has taken hold of me. He says, uh, let me see, I've been reading from the beginning. I have not yet reached my goal. I am not perfect, but Christ has taken hold of me. So I keep on running and struggling to take hold of the prize. The Amplified says this. Let's look at the Amplified. 
not that I have now attained this ideal or have already been made perfect, but I press on to lay hold, that is to grasp and make my own that for which Christ Jesus, the Messiah, has laid hold of me and made me his own. The the New Jerusalem Bible says, not that I have secured it already, nor yet reached my goal, but I I am still pursuing it in the attempt to take hold of the prize for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. So we can see here then that whatever Jesus has, we, we often say, people often say, well, you know, when Jesus said it's finished, he hung on the cross, that everything was done. It was done as far as what he has provided for you. That doesn't mean you have it. Some people, you know, they kind of try to live their life like, I already have it. You don't have it unless you've taken hold of it. Okay? Let's go to um, to uh, First Timothy, the uh, sixth chapter. Oh, I, I need to read verse 14, don't I? Look at verse, verse 14 says, I'm racing toward the finishing point to win the prize of God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Isn't that something? Wow. Uh, Let me see. The NLT says, um, verse 14 says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Can y'all, do y'all get the point here? That, that it's not yours yet? Okay, it's not yours until you lay hold on it? I, I, in the, uh, the contemporary verse, it says, I, I run toward the goal so that I can win the prize of being called to heaven. This is the prize that God offers because of what Jesus Christ has done. Hallelujah. And I'll, and I'll do one more. The English, the English Standard Version says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, turn with me to 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter, and verse 12. We, this is a scripture that you need to just stay on. Because... This scripture tells you how to get or how to take hold of whatever you don't have. Are you with me? We're, we're going we're gonna to look at uh, Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. You'll see a whole lot that you don't have. All right? And the reason that you don't have it is because you haven't taken hold of it with the, the way that God has told us to take hold of it. Are you with me? Okay, so in the first in First Timothy the sixth chapter verses verse twelve it says, "Fight the good fight of what? Faith. Fight the good fight of what? Faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith." I want to I want I want to just 
I want to deviate just for a, a, a minute or two and go to James. Go to James. Because faith is acting on what you say you believe. Are you with me? You got to act on it. Well, let me give you four things. A, B, C, D. A is for accept. B is for believe. C is for confess. D is for do. You have to accept the word. You have to believe the word. And then you must confess the word. Confess means to say the same thing that the word says. Don't put your own little whatever in there. Just say whatever God says, you say it. As one thing, as a scripture that uh, I'm com- coming to the real understanding of over in Revelation. Let me see what, uh, y'all don't mind me just bouncing around a little bit, do you? Because we need to know the Bible. We need to know what God says. We say a whole lot of stuff, but we don't mean say what God said. Oh, in Revelation, I think it's the 19th or the 20th chapter, something like that. And the, and the scripture says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. In the 19th chapter, in verse 10. The testimony of Jesus. You know what a testimony is? You know, you know. Um, when somebody goes to court and they testify they can only testify to what they know in other words they are speaking based on what they know what God is saying here is that if you speak based on what you know about my word it becomes prophecy in other words if you speak God's word over you or over anything, it becomes prophetic. Are you with me? Why? Because God says that his word will not return void. And you send it out to do what it is supposed to do. That's the prophetic part of it. That's good. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So you prophesy your future when you take God's word and put it in your mouth and begin to say what God said because that's your testimony. It says the testimony of Jesus. Jesus is what? The, the personified word of God. The word became what? Flesh and dwelt among us. And so when you begin to put the word of God in your mouth, it becomes a prophetic word now. Now, you know what you're doing? What Jesus said for us to do? Uh, the, the sixth chapter of Matthew. Y'all know the, the prayer? Huh? Yeah. We're, we're bringing heaven to earth. Is that what he says? Yes. Yeah. So we bring, how do we bring heaven to earth? His word. His word. Let those things be done on earth. That is done in heaven. What, you, what we have to understand is that his word is already settled in heaven. Yes. 
And so what we're doing is bringing his word and now we are, we are, we are, we are, we are declaring it in the earth. It becomes a prophetic word, but it also gives God the right now and the angels of the living God to do whatever we have declared. <clears throat> That's in your life and in anybody else's life. Amen. Amen. All right. So now, <clears throat> so he says, for the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. Amen. Are y'all with me? Go back over to James. That's where I told y'all the first go, right? Yes. All right. So here he says in, in James, and this, I, and I was, I was, as I was going over this, Yesterday, all of a sudden, God showed me something else about James that I hadn't seen before. This scripture right here. Now, you all have heard this. You've seen it and you've read it. But I want to show you all something. He says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. We, we know that he's talking about his word. The word of God is a perfect law of liberty. It liberates you. Especially when you put it in your mouth and you begin to confess it. Okay, and I, I, you know, maybe I'll show that to you as well, you know. But anyway, are y'all following me? Y'all all all right? Y'all with me? Okay. Oh, y'all will know what chapter. James, first chapter, verse 25. James chapter 1, verse 25. Come on, y'all get with me. Okay. All right. I thought y'all were receiving this by osmosis. (laughs) All right. Okay, now, in verse 25, but we who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, watch this now, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. Now I want to show you something. How can you look at the word and then he says and don't be a forgetful hero. Oh y'all didn't y'all didn't catch that. You got to catch this. He says but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues and is not a forgetful hero. When did I hear it? I was looking at it. When did I hear it? He didn't say a forgetful seer. He said forgetful hearer. The expectation is that when you look into the perfect law of liberty, what liberates you is what you confess as a result of what you saw. If you're not confessing what you saw, you're not going to be able to do what you saw. I can't be a doer. Listen. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Listen. You know, you know, the. The. I don't know how to say this. I'm going to say this, Lord. The thing that you need to do most is to be able to hear. 
I was talking. Who was I talking to? I was talking to my grandson yesterday. <clears throat> the, 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 the biggest challenge with people and being able to do what God says do is being able to hear. See, everybody who's hearing is not hearing. Remember what Jesus said? Those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Meaning that everybody can't hear. Are you with me? Can y'all, are you with me? So, in my, in my estimation, what we need to work on is being able to hear. Are y'all with me? Now, I believe that the way we work on our hearing is by confessing. Whether you believe it or not. Are you with me? I need to confess God's word. Why? Because in through confessing God's word, I believe it will open up your hearing, your ability to hear. There are a lot of people sitting right next to you. Haven't heard the same thing. You haven't heard what I said. Now, people who cannot hear God's word cannot hear God. Are y'all with me? So I saw that right there. I'm like, whoa, wow. He said, and be not a forgetful hearer. He didn't say, don't forget what you saw. He said, don't be a forgetful hearer, which means in order for me not to forget what I hear, I had to have, somebody had to have said something. Can I show y'all something? Go with me to Hebrews for a minute. Hebrews, the, let me see what, what Hebrews I'm, I'm going to. Hebrews, the eighth chapter. Verse 10 says, I didn't, I didn't have this on here, but that's all right. We'll get there. We get that either we get that this week or we'll we'll finish it up next week. All right? Okay. You gotta work on your hearing. But you work on your hearing by what you say. Are you with me? What you say must be what God said. Because the word of God is, is I believe is what fine tunes your hearing. Verse 10 says, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. My goodness gracious. He said, I will be their God and they will be my people. 
The only way that that God can fully be your God and we can fully be his children is when the word of God is in our minds and have been written in our hearts. Thank you for tuning in to today's Reigning in Life Through Faith broadcast. If you're in the D.C. metropolitan area, Dr. Mills invites you to join our encounters every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. and every Wednesday evening for our 7.30 p.m. Bible study. If you cannot join us, we invite you to visit our website and watch us live at agapeembassy.org. Like or follow us on our social media pages for up-to-date information on what's happening in the ministry and encouraging posts that will bless your life through the week. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.